The Arizona Cardinals add depth, their defensive secondary, and it's gone. Marcus Golden <laughs> looks like he's out for the upcoming game against the Dallas Cowboys. How can they supplement the pass rush without the junkyard dog? And the Arizona Cardinals, a top 10 football team. We're answering all that. It's Bo, it's Alex, it's Locked On Cardinals. <laughs> You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rise up, Red Sea. It's Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, Locked On Cardinals. Follow along on Twitter at Locked On AZ Cards, at Clancy's Corner to follow Alex and follow me at Bob Rack. Easiest way to find it. Thank you for making this podcast your first listen each and every day. Little uh, behind the velvet rope, behind the scenes, we recorded our crossover episode with Marcus Mosier. I can't wait for you guys to hear that episode. Really, really great insight as far as their next opponent, the Dallas Cowboys. Kyler Murray, Cliff Kingsbury going home where they've had a lot of success, at least the former and Kyler Murray. I, I don't know if he's lost in Texas yet. I'll have to, I don't know. If, we'll have to check his college stats for that, right? Yeah, it, isn't he like 43-0 in the state of Texas in his career? Sounds right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals attempted to add some depth to their defensive secondary. Obviously, Marcus, uh, are, why am I failing to? Marcus Wilson's got the shoulder issue that he suffered on a uh, defensive P.I. call from the officials in the Christmas night loss to the Indianapolis Colts. So the team went out inside Bashad Breeland, who was released by the Minnesota Vikings. Cardinals faced Breeland earlier this season. He's kind of just been a punching bag for opposing quarterbacks, just target practice. They play at a Pro Bowl level against Bashad Breeland, but he is a guy with experience, playoff experience. He does this, have a Super Bowl ring, played very well for the Kansas City Chiefs in 2019 in that postseason, uh, but struggled mightily, I think, as far as Breland's concern, Alex, he was ranked 115th out of 117 qualified cornerbacks, according to Pro Football Focus position grades this season. Not good, but even with the depth that they signed, they're not going to have the depth because Breland immediately tested positive for COVID. He will not be in the lineup on Sunday. Cool. Yeah. I mean, it's like this is – this. Uh, I mean – the Owen Wilson just continues to stick in my head. It's like they have a hundred receivers and the Cowboys, they have yeah. two of the best running backs in the league. The Cowboys do. So it's like, this is not the time for the defense to start to, uh, you know, whether it be COVID list or not, I mean, they need all hands on deck, even though the depth that you mentioned, they signed for depth <laughs> and it's gone. I mean, and that's, gone. that's exactly what it is. Yeah. I, uh, I, this is not a big, obviously, loss for them come Sunday. I don't think it's going to be a big if – if he never plays it down for the Arizona Cardinals. This is a desperation move. Like, this is exactly what that is. When you look at how Breland has performed, I mean, we, we focus on the Arizona Cardinals, but when I'm flipping channels and I'm watching the Minnesota Vikings, I'd be hard-pressed to find a cornerback that gets picked on more often than Bashad Breland does in the 2021 NFL. I mean, he's a heavily penalized uh, cornerback. He's got uh, six PI penalties this season. That's 12th in the NFL. Quarterbacks have 112 passer rating when targeting Bashad Breland. Uh, he's a bad teammate. That's pretty much why he was released by the Vikings. He had all, you know, verbal altercations with the coaching staff, with teammates. He can't tackle. We're getting another corner that comes in here with the uh, P3 Patrick Petty, Patrick Peterson tackling fuel or lack thereof. 
Um, you know, I just, and then you look at the Vikings performance without Breland in the lineup, they had probably their best performance picking off Matthew Stafford three times on Sunday. Your mic is off. Your mic is off. What the Cardinals have <laughs> that the Vikings don't is arguably the best safety deal in football. Now, wh- how they're going to use them. I don't know if they're going to put, we've seen a lot of Jalen Thompson in coverage this year. If they're going to put them more in coverage, if it's going to be like a bend don't break thing where you're going to have Buda Baker instead of being, uh, you know, at the, at the line of scrimmage as much, have him kind of be an eye in the sky to give up, to not give up the big play because any wide receiver on the Dallas Cowboys is capable of a big play. Even Amari Cooper, who's the elder state, a statesman of the bunch, even though he's what, like 26 or 27. Um, this is going to be a true test for Vance Joseph. Vance Joseph can kind of resurrect the defensive play calling and the defensive script, what we've seen over the last handful of weeks. The Cardinals can still definitely win this game. Like, this isn't like a woe is me situation when we're talking about the Cardinals. But, yeah, they're going to be behind the eight ball. I mean, they're not going to have – in Rashad Breeland, yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of laughable at this point. It's just, yeah, okay, it well – and this is not to bring up old stuff, but this is just another thing in the lineage of Steve Keim not giving his roster the chance to succeed when one person gets injured. When one person. And then, oh, no, their fourth-round rookie – who got who's been fine this year he gets injured and that crumbles the ship that's not a well-constructed team and the, but that's that's where we are and when Brashad Breland was the apple of his eye in, in week 16 uh kind of had the writing on the wall there week 17 I guess yeah it, it's uh it, obviously you wouldn't go back and say hey don't pull the trade for Zach Ertz Ertz has been solid for the Arizona Cardinals uh, but take Allen. Be interesting to see what he would bring to the table. Yeah. Uh, one of the two corners that they that they drafted. Uh, you know, can a guy like James Wiggins, who primarily played safety and thrived in special teams, could he be a guy that they elevate? Kevin Peterson is a guy that we might see again with uh, Breland not being able to get on the field. Antonio Hamilton is a guy that's stepped in, but like he's like a CB five, CB six. You know, and he'd be thrust into CB two role for the Arizona Cardinals against probably the best receiving core in the NFL against the Dallas Cowboys. Now it doesn't change things. This is something that we were kind of pounding the table for in the beginning of the season. Look, if this, if you want to elevate a questionable defensive secondary, you have to be special in the front seven. Arizona Cardinals are going to be missing a key member likely of their front seven, their pass rush, Marcus Golden. How can they supplement the pass rush? Alex and I have some ideas on that against Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys offensive line. We'll get into that conversation. Plus, are the Arizona Cardinals a top 10 football team? We're not talking top 10, though. I'm so pumped to tell you about the number one tasting protein bar on the planet. It's a new year. It means New Year's resolutions. And if yours is getting fit or eating healthier, make sure Built Bar is a part of your plan. It's a secret weapon as far as that goes. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. They were doing blind taste tests. This is inside information from Alex Clancy. He got from our boys over at at, uh, Built Bar. They were doing blind taste tests with candy bars, actual candy bars and Built Bars, and people were actually – they like the Built Bar better. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good and you'll want to eat it. Unlike protein bars, which can be chalky, waxy, tastes like a chemical spill, you want to <laughs> eat healthy and it gets boring. Like by week three, you're like, I can't eat chicken and rice one more time and then have this, this chalky tasting protein bar, or as they said, tasting like a chemical spill. Built Bars usually have 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four grams of net 
carbs and that muscle packing protein, 17 grams at least of that protein. Here's an idea for the new year. Go get your secret treat stashes at home, in the pantry, at the office, in the car, whenever, and throw out those sugary calorie-filled treats and replace them with Built Bars. Go to the website right now. Save yourself some cash in the near year as well. Go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's using the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. I mean, 2021 has been a banner year for Locked On Cardinals. We're so thankful, so grateful for everybody that tunes in to this podcast, watches the new YouTube channel. If you haven't subscribed yet, check it out. Subscribe, hit a like on this video. We appreciate it. But 2021 has just been an absolutely tremendous success for this podcast, and it's all made possible by the listener, the viewer. Thank you so much from Alex and myself. Uh, 2021's been great. 2022 is going to be even better, and it's all thanks to you. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. Locked on Cardinals. Follow along on Twitter. We see everybody that's interacting on social media. It's been a, it's been a fun kind of family dinner table type atmosphere at during the holidays with polarizing subjects like Cliff Kingsbury. Should he be the Arizona Cardinals head coach or not going forward? Uh, we'll digress on that conversation right now because Marcus Golden is now on the COVID reserve list, tested positive, and uh, the Cardinals likely will be without their second best pass rusher. Some people would say, you know, statistically, he's their best pass rusher. The duo of Chandler Jones off the edge, no duo has more sacks than the 20 and a half that they've racked up. Alex, this is a, we know how good Dak Prescott is against pressure and in the face of the blitz, but when you just have your your normal edge rushers and you're down one of them, how do you supplement that pass rush without Marcus Golden potentially? I don't know. I mean, you said we had answers. I don't know. I mean, I've got an idea. It, see, the problem is the pro. Well, first of all, what what I what I pound the table. My answer is find the milk carton that Zayvon Collins is on. Number one, yep. find the milk carton that Isaiah Simmons is on. Bring them in and be like, "Hey, gentlemen, you're like 45 years old combined." Okay, what we're <laughs> gonna do here? You see that guy number four? Go hit him. That's it. Those are their jobs. And I know that Zayvon Collins is a little bit better in coverage. What do you have to lose at this point? You know, I, I mean, it, it, Zach Skywalker Walker is, is going to be the guy? Like, like, I'm imploring Vance Joseph not to be a hard ass and play his kids. Just play him. What's literally what? Because at this point, you're grouped in with Cliff. And you're going to be the scapegoat. Vance Joseph will be the scapegoat if something goes horribly wrong in a playoff game. It ain't going to be Cliff. So you may as well take the apple of Steve Kimes' eye at 16 overall and either show him that he was right or show him that he was dead wrong. Did I, I steal I yours? No, yeah, I completely agree. It's it's Zayvon Collins. It's Isaiah Simmons who have fallen out of favor as far as you know playing the inside linebacker position. And you look across the field, and the Dallas Cowboys were not afraid to kind of take uh, their prize first-round pick Micah Parsons, take him out of his position and have him just strictly rush the passer. It was a tremendous success. Parsons has emerged as not only a, a defensive rookie of the year candidate, but maybe even a defensive player of the year candidate. I'm not saying Zayvon Collins, Isaiah Simmons are going to have the same success, but if you just narrow their focus and say, like you said, get after the quarterback, their athleticism on a few downs may just override 
you know, where they could make mistakes. I mean, there's not a ton of mistakes that you can make off the edge. There's a ton of mistakes you can make in the middle of the field playing the inside linebacker position. If you narrow their focus, you know, a guy like Zayvon Collins, you looked at his pass rush opportunities in college, very successful. He played like 51 snaps off the edge for Tulsa, and he racked up four snaps. He had a 90-plus pass rush grade. He had success. We know that uh, Isaiah Simmons had success getting to opposing quarterbacks at Clemson. If they're not going to be in the middle of the field, if they're not going to be playing the Mike and the Mo linebacker, rush the passer, create a rotation. It's got to be a Dennis Gardeck game. We have zero sacks from Dennis Gardeck. We have zero sacks from, from a, a guy in Devon Kennard. That's unacceptable. If you get a rotation, you've got Chandler Jones, but then you have a rotation of Zayvon Collins, Isaiah Simmons, Dennis Gardeck, and Devon Kennard, you got to imagine some of those guys are going to have some success getting to the quarterback, especially with the speed and athleticism that Simmons and Zayvon Collins possess. Got to get creative, especially, you know, all teams are forced to do it. I mentioned Dallas. They did it. They weren't reluctant to do it. They put, you know, this absolute just uber athlete in Micah Parsons in that position, and he thrived. Why? We haven't seen it. Do it. Just see what it looks like. What, what do you have to lose? Yeah, no, agreed. And, and unfortunately, the, the only other option is you ask Vance Joseph what he has to lose, and now he's going to say his job. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, well... I mean, it's, it, but I, I agree with you. Like all joking aside, it's, it's, um, yeah. What's the worst that could happen? The, the problem what, is legitimately it, yeah. what's the worst that could happen. I mean, here's the thing, like what I think, and it's just a microcosm of it all is like, I think about the play on third down Christmas night against Indianapolis. They brought zero pressure. Zach, mm-hmm. our Dak Prescott's been so solid against the blitz. You, you, you can't find a quarterback that's been better against the blitz than Dak. Um, if you are not going to be the same DC and you're not going to dial up all those blitzes and you're going to go zone and you're going to have your guys cover, you know, you have to create some pressure without blitzing. You know, can they do it with Marcus Golden in the lineup? Can without, you know, their guys in the defensive secondary, they're going to be, they're already down Alfred. They're probably down Marco Wilson. Can guys cover that long without any kind of pass rush, you know, I, I'm very skeptical that they can. I, I mean, that would that seems like a it's oil in, in water right now as far as the matchup right now for the Arizona Cardinals and Dallas Cowboys and what the Cowboys' strength is and where the Arizona Cardinals can uh, what I identify right now as a weakness. I mean, it's it's a it's a big loss. Now, Golden's production has taken a dip the last what six weeks. He had a monster start to the season, just two sacks in his last six games. Um, he was probably the only guy on defense that showed up against Detroit, had a solid performance there. But outside of that, we haven't seen much from the junkyard dog. But, you know, still, they're better with him in the lineup than they are without him in the lineup. This is a pass rush that is in the top of the league as far as opposing quarterbacks and the amount of time they, they have. There's no, uh, no team that's been better in pressuring quarterbacks, 2.63 seconds. Uh, that's what the Arizona Cardinals, they pressure opposing quarterbacks there. So it's going to be a big area of concern for the Arizona Cardinals going forward. Let's get into this, though. Are the Arizona Cardinals, I, I think that a lot of people would say an emphatic no, are they a top 10 NFL team in the league as of right now? Let's get into that debate here on Lockdown Cardinals. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, Locked On Cardinals, hanging out with you on a Wednesday episode, and we're just a couple days away from it. We're talking about the college football playoff Make sure to check out the Ultimate College Football Playoff Preview 2021. Local experts, betting advice, draft analysis, the most comprehensive college football playoff preview begins live 
on uh, it's actually live right now, but the college football playoff, it's going down at the end of this week. Um, when our power rankings are due out from uh, the Lockdown Podcast Network, I put mine together. I had the Arizona Cardinals as the 10th best team in the NFL acts. Are they a top 10 team in the NFL as of right now? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that like, if, if you, I mean, holy mackerel, I'm looking at the AFC playoff picture. I don't even want to look at that. I mean, because like, there's a lot more, there aren't any, there's two 10 win teams in the AFC and there are five in the NFC. Um, yes, they are because they're probably, I mean, you look at the, they're better than the Niners, they're better than the Eagles, better than the Vikings. And then six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 10. I mean, I'd still take them over the Patriots. I take them over the Dolphins, the Ravens and the Chargers right now. So yeah, I would say they're a top 10 team. I would still take them over Indy at full strength. I know there was a terrible loss on Christmas, but the best player, I mean, you could say Kyler Murray and Jonathan T- and Jonathan Taylor one and one A. I, I, I would take them over the Colts. So I put probably put them at nine. Um, but yeah, it's they're shimmied in there for sure. Yeah, I, I'm looking at the uh, ESPN's rankings right now. Arizona Cardinals on the outside looking in at 11. They have the Bengals that are ahead of them. The Bengals ahead of probably the toughest division right now in the in the league, AFC North. Uh, you have the Patriots ahead of them. They've dropped back-to-back games despite a seven-game win streak ahead of that. The Titans, the Arizona Cardinals are a better football team than the Tennessee Titans. Let's, I mean, they, they can play the offensive side of the football way better in Tennessee, even though Tennessee had a good win over the San Francisco 49ers. Bills, I, I put them ahead. I think that the Colts, I'll give them the edge. I disagree with you there as far as where their strengths are and what their strengths could be in the postseason and head-to-head matchup. Rams ahead of them, obviously the Bucks, Cowboys, Packers, and Chiefs. So, uh, you know, but there there aren't much. I mean, when you look at the mess that is behind the Arizona Cardinals, I mean, they, despite their slump, you know, they're a lot more talented and they've played a lot better football despite their recent stretch than the Niners, than the Eagles, than the than the Ravens, than the Chargers, than the Dolphins. I mean, talk about headaches and and frustrations. The Arizona Cardinals look like they they don't look like big time issues compared to a lot of those teams that have struggled, through, you know, and had such more uneven seasons than the Cardinals have even had. Yeah, I mean, it's it's you know when when you get to this time of year, every team's got weaknesses and every team's got these things. Well, that's what makes them great. You know, and the difference between the Cardinals and the rest of them is that the other teams are heating up and the Cardinals are not. So the 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 negatives are kind of outweighing the positives, even though, you know, they may not be um, as pronounced as what we're seeing. The last handful of weeks, they've been as pronounced as we're seeing. I mean, the Dolphins are an anomaly. Like, you ran through all the teams. Like, the problem is you still hang on to the fact that the Cardinals have a top 10 roster and, you know, their record, their record is, is such, even though they're three and five in their last eight. Like, I would take Justin Herbert right now. I would take Joe Burrow right now. I would take Lamar Jackson probably right now if he's healthy. Like they're like that's the anomaly of this team is which Kyler Murray we're going to see. Because he has not been first half of the season Kyler Murray at all. At all. There was a 57-yard run sure. He's looked like more of a rookie quarterback the last handful of weeks making bad throws, trying to force the ball than what we saw towards last you know even last year like he was hurt last year okay so it's this first half of this first season he was the mvp of the mv of the nfl through eight weeks and it just had fallen off a cliff since he got hurt like legitimately 
he's not doing what he did then now. Right. So it's well, hard. He, it's hard for me to believe that it's going to come back, even though we've seen it. It's like the, the longer it goes away, the harder it is to, to believe it's going to come back. Well, it comes down to him. I mean, he's the, he's the talent that remains on the roster that can elevate this team. I mean, you talk about the coaching, the, the coach, Cliff Kingsbury, can he elevate talent? Kyler Murray is the guy on the field that elevates talent. No doubt about it. And it's, you know, I mean, you can't do anything when he puts a perfect throw on on Christian Kirk on third and three and and he can't come up with it. But Kyler Murray still has the ability to kind of transcend that, make the plays necessary to to elevate this team and get them back on track. It's going to come down to him. He's got to play at an MVP caliber level. And, and, you know, is, is that asking too much? It might be. But he did. He's done it. He's done it so far to start the season. He has to show too. He has to show just as much as Cliff Kingsbury that he's not going to. That he doesn't have this problem of falling off. That he has the endurance to kind of get it going at the end of the season. Because so far in his young career, in in short in the small sample size, he hasn't done it. So this is this is his time to where he he can kind of get ahead of that narrative that's already starting to brew that he can't finish the season, that he doesn't have the endurance to do so. He's got to step up. He's going to have an opportunity. I think that there's going to be chances, you know, obviously you don't want to look at Trayvon Diggs' side of the field. Uh, and, and obviously Mark, Marcus, uh, what's his name? Uh, Micah Parsons uh, is going to be a real problem. But there are holes on the Dallas Cowboys defense. This is going to be a chance for this offense to get back on track, but it doesn't matter. It's all moot points if Kyler Murray doesn't get back on track. And again, you know, we're talking midweek here. The entire season shifts if the Cardinals win on Sunday. It doesn't even yes. matter about the Rams. The Rams are going on the road. It's going to be cold in Baltimore. It gets weird in Baltimore during this time of year, especially in the early time slot. You know, Matthew Stafford doesn't play well in important games. They The defense played well because it was Kirk Cousins. And uh, against Minnesota, he threw three interceptions. He looked like garbage except for that one touchdown pass to Odo Beckham Jr. Like one week. Week 17 could legitimately flip on its head the entire NFL season that's already been flipped on its head for the Cardinals. It could be as if the last month didn't happen because the Cardinals will be ahead in the in the NFC West standings with controlling their own destiny with the home game against Seattle to round out the season to win the division. Like, the Cardinals have the ability to completely resurrect all of this with a win on Sunday and a, and a Rams loss. Even if they win on Sunday, that's enough. If they can right. beat Dallas with what Dallas did to Washington on Sunday night football, that's going to be enough for everybody. Now, if they lose by two touchdowns, I mean, that post game show is going to be weird. It's going to get weird. Cause I think yeah. Bo's going to actually start to agree with me, which is problematic. <laughs> oh, that makes me sick to my stomach. I just got nauseous, know, but they I do know. have the ability to pull Lloyd Christmas and then trade a sheepdog van for a moped and completely redeem themselves. They could do totally that. redeem themselves. How do <laughs> totally. you not? We've watched that movie a hundred times each. Know the line. Where did you get that? Yeah, the Arizona Cardinals can do that on Sunday against the Dallas Cowboys. Trade up that uh, that that sheepdog van for that moped can, and totally redeem themselves. I apologize. We got Marcus Mosier locked on Cowboys tomorrow. Just an absolute fantasy football fiend. Uh, we, we got to figure out how many leagues this guy's in uh, an absurd amount. I would, I assume probably, uh, just sh- drop your jaw to the floor. Plus some big time questions that we need answered about this Cowboys team. 
Can't wait to hear Marcus Mosier on our crossover Thursday edition here on Lockdown Cardinals. Uh, follow along on Twitter at Lockdown AZ Cards. Follow Alex at Clancy's Corner. Follow me at Bob Rack, Bob Brock. And uh, have a great rest of your Wednesday. We'll talk to you on a crossover Thursday. Thanks for making Lockdown Cardinals your first listen. Now make Lockdown Bets your second listen with your boy Q and Lee Sterling. Talk to you soon.